0: We began last night uh, by looking at legendary prayers. Legendary prayers and we began by saying in this life we have legions and we have commoners. In this life we have those who eat and those who produce the food. In this life we have those who wait for it to be done and those who get it done. In this life There are those who respond to the call and those who make the call. In this life, there are those who bring the solutions and those who need the solution. In this life, there are those who cry for kings and beg for kings to rule them while others who make those kings. In this life, there are those who say, Lord, help us. Lord, help us. And those who say, Lord, send me. I go and help them. In this life, There are those who go to foreign territories and they cry victim and those who rule in those foreign territories. In this life, there are those who pray small and those who pray big. This Bible week is about legendary prayers. And we said yesterday there are a few people we are going to look at for the next three days. We are going to look at a man who responded to a cry of slaves. By being a deliverer. Then tomorrow we're going to look at a man who responded to the cry of the people and he gave them a king. Then on Friday, we're going to respond, I mean, we're going to look at the man who went to a foreign territory and he took over. This territory tried to take over him, but he ended up taking over the territory. So today we look at Moses. Tomorrow we look at Samuel. Tomorrow, the following day, we look at Daniel, Are we ready? Oseah, no, Obadiah, verse 17 is a beautiful scripture and also verse 20. Allow me to read it for the sake of clarity. The Bible says, But upon Mount Zion shall be deliverance, and there shall be holiness, and the house of Jacob shall possess their possessions. Verse 20. And the captivity of this host shall... Of this host of the children of Israel shall possess that of the Canaanites, even unto Zefarath and unto the captivity of Jerusalem, which is in Sherephad, shall possess the cities of the south. Last verse, and saviors shall come up on Mount Zion to judge the Mount of Esau, and the kingdom shall be the Lord's. Most meet God in a burning bush. And he's told of a job description. He's told there is a group of people crying. They are saying, Save us, save us, save us. And Moses rose up and he took the mantle and he went out and he did the serving. In this life, and this is the topic for today, we are looking at deliverers. In this life, there are going to be deliverers or slaves. In this life, there is going to be dominion or subjection. In this life, you are either sweating under Pharaoh or overthrowing Pharaoh. In this life, you are either succumbing to pain or curing the pain. In this life, you are either saying, Lord, where is the help? Or saying, Lord, send me as the help. When Moses meets God in the burning bush, he was converted from the man in need of help to the one with the help. He was converted from the man begging God for his daily bread to the one who will be in charge of giving the people their daily bread. All he took, and never forget this, was a burning bush. What is the burning bush? It is the fire of the Holy Spirit. What is the burning bush? It is the presence of God. What is the burning bush? It is an opportunity to meet God. What is the burning bush? It is the opportunity to be transformed by God. What is the burning bush? It is the the honor that you have in, in talking to God as a man talks to his father. What is the burning bush? It is the, the, the encounter you have when heaven comes down. Anytime heaven comes down, you have the chance to say, Lord, help me, or Lord, send me. Anytime the presence of God comes down, you have the opportunity to say, Lord, use me, or Lord, send somebody whom you are using. It all depends on whether you want to be a legend or you want to be a commoner. Let me tell you something. When Moses is responding to this call, he has no parents, he has no brother, he has no sister. They are all in a distant land. When Moses is responding to this calling, he does not even have the natural aptitude of a leader. He is a stammerer. When Moses is responding to this call, he doesn't have a clean past. He has a dirty past. In fact, the reason he was in the location where he was was because of a broken past. When Moses is meeting God, he was the least of the least. But his language changed. His objective changed. His destiny changed when he met the burning bush. A lot of people are saying, Holy Spirit come down, but they don't know why he should come down. A lot of people say, "Lord, send you a fire," but they don't know that fire is for use. Fire is for work. Fire is for an assignment. One time, I went to a Maurice Tarullo training when I was a teenager, and we went with several friends from our school. I was 15, and we walked into the meeting. And the preacher said, some of you who have walked in here today, you will live through those doors and the people you came with will come to seek prayers from you. I said, God even if I die, that I will be the man. And the preacher said, after this, there are some of you who will also receive the anointing like everybody else will be anointed with oil. Others will receive prayers from the same person they were anointed with. And I said, Lord, I may be the youngest of all these boys I've come with, but I'm not going to take orders from them, not because of pride, but because I want everything you want me to walk in as much as I'm young. And I begged God with fasting for three days, I said, Lord, I don't want to walk in the same level with my colleagues. I was begging God not to help me, but to send me as the help. So Moses has issues. Not that he doesn't have issues, he has issues. He has an issue with his past, he has an issue with his present, he has an issue on his right side, he has an issue on the left side. When the fire came, he did business with the fire. When the fire came, he made transactions with that fire. The fire of God is for transactions. The fire of God is for transaction. It is for an economic value. The fire of God should never be wasted. You should always ask, Lord, why did you come down? Do you want me now to launch forth? Do you want me now to go change my world? It should not be a wasted opportunity when God comes down. It should not be about your bedroom or your sitting room when God comes down. When God comes down, it is show time. It is deliverance time. It is salvation time. It is generational time. So, heaven has come down in the book of Acts chapter, chapter 2. And one group is criticizing. They are talking about, these guys can be drunk. And they are talking about politics. But the disciples stood up. And they began to do business. When they were done doing business, to date, we still have the church of Jesus Christ. I know some of you don't feel as worthy as Moses. So am I also in the same category. But wait, it is all in the fire. It is all in the fire. One man will touch the fire and say, Wow, Lord, you really, I feel nice. Another will say, Lord, there is more to this than I have known. And they keep seeking and seeking and seeking. How do you become a deliverer? Don't play with the fire. Use the fire. Later on Moses will say, now every city we go into, we put it into the sword and we burn it with the fire. Fire was his language because it is fire that made him. Fire was his language because it is fire that commissioned him. And I pray for fathers who will rise out of this house full of fire. I pray for mothers who will rise out of this house full of fire. I pray for children who will rise out of this house full of fire. Because if we start with the fire and we continue with the fire, this generation will be changed. The answer to demons is the fire. The answer to the demons is not a speech. It is fire. Moses gets the fire. And he comes and he meets snakes in Egypt. He meets frogs in Egypt. He meets rats in Egypt. And he had one answer. By the thing of God, you shall all die. Deliverance is not diplomatic. Deliverance is powerful. And it all begins and ends with the fire. I beg you people, let us not institutionalize and Pentecostalize the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost wants to do business. He wants to do business with your family. He wants to do business with your children. He wants to do business with your resources. It is time to activate the Holy Ghost. Moses begins with the fire. And he proceeds with the fire. When it's done, Egypt was on its knees. Never to rise again. I pray for you that every Egypt in your family will go on its knees as you begin to activate the fire. I pray for you that every Egypt in your company will go under as you activate the fire and as you walk in the fire. I pray for you that every Egypt holding your testimony down will come under fire and you shall never succumb again in the name of Jesus. The first secret to deliverance is fire. But allow me to give you some few theology to give you some balance. And this will shock you. Two weeks ago, I was preparing to go to Machakos for ministry. So I was there praying and telling God, God, equip me, anoint me. And at one point, I began to say, Lord, help me. Lord, help me. When I remembered an issue that was yet to be resolved. And the Holy Ghost spoke to me very clearly, told me I will not help you. I already helped you. And I was quoting the book of Psalms. Oh, arise for my deliverance, oh Lord. You know those Psalms? Oh, arise to my help, oh God. Lord, help me. The Lord said, I have already helped you. It is you to go activate the help. It is you to go and activate the salvation. Already it is done. God, help me is in the Old Testament. In the New Testament, God expects you now to go and help others. Jesus tells these people in Matthew chapter 10, Go, raise the dead. Go, heal the sick. Go, cure the lepers. According to Jesus, go and do it. I pray in the name of Jesus, you shall rise above need. You shall rise above need. You shall rise above disability. You shall rise above limitation. You shall rise above every kind of setback. And you shall begin to be the help that you thought you needed. The Lord told me in the New Testament, it is done. <laughs> in the New Testament, salvation is done. In the Old Testament, they always had questions. In the New Testament, they only have answers. According to the Old Testament, uh, is it, um, is it in, uh, in, in the book of Genesis? Oh, Father, the fire is here, the wood is here, and where is the lamp? John comes in John chapter 1, I believe, verse 23. says, hey, behold the Lamb of God that takes away the sin. According to the Old Testament, where is the Lamb? In the New Testament, behold the Lamb. Every question in the Old Testament has already found an answer in the New Testament. Now we can understand Obadiah. Okay? Obadiah now is saying, in future, there will arise saviors in Israel. There will arise saviors. But these saviors are in the future. In which future? In our age and time. During the days of Abadiah, they needed saviors. Now in our days, we are all saviors. <laughs> During the days of Abadiah, they needed deliverers. Now in the New Testament, we are all deliverers. And I pray for you in the name of Jesus. May God activate you in the New Testament spirit. May God activate you in the New Testament victory. May God activate you in the New Testament power. May God activate you in the New Testament authority. In the name of Jesus. They can go into regions and families and find need for deliverance. And you can go there and find solution for that deliverance. They can walk from place to place wondering when will help come. You, you walk from place to place being the help that has come. It almost looks arrogant, but that is the New Testament spirit. That is the New Testament spirit. The New Testament spirit comes in the name of it is done. The Bible says now in Christ Jesus, it is yes and amen. Amen. Do we need help? Yes, and amen, there is help. Do we need deliverance? Yes, and amen, there is deliverance. Oh, hallelujah. Moses Watches these people screaming under slavery. And as a type of Christ, because there is typology, all these people are pointing us to Christ. Moses as a type of Christ takes the salvation to these people. And he says, now you people listen, I'm going to save you. The Lord has sent me to save you. The Lord has told me to remove you from here and take you to Canaan. And what Moses did cannot be undone to death. I know there's poverty that is trying to get your attention. I know there is lack of food or clothes for some of you. But so did Moses also have the same issues. When you're a shepherd in a desert, you can't put on a three-piece suit. Hallelujah. Were there kings in Midian? Yes. Kings who are dressing like kings. Moses is dressing like a loser. And he could feel it. He could interact with that reality. But when it was time to meet the fire, he forgot about his poverty. I beg you, people of God, this world will not be changed by those who are comfortable. This world will be changed by those who are on fire. This world will be changed by those who are on fire. Forget about your poverty. Go get the fire. Forget about lack of clothes. Go get the fire. The next thing you need as a deliverer is what we call new companions. The Bible says I cannot speak. That is general, uh, Exodus chapter 3. You know, you know, Lord, I cannot speak. I'm a stammerer. And the Lord says, Is not your brother Aaron with you? He will be grateful to meet you. And he's going to be your interpreter. He's going to be your spokesman. God begins to align this man to the proper companions, to the proper partners. You need the fire. But that fire must be subject to a companion. Now the Bible says in Proverbs thirteen twenty, and I love it, he who walks with the wise will become wise, but a companion of fools a companion of fools will suffer harm. It is possible that yes you have the fire, but if your companions are foolish people, they will soon bring you to trouble. So Moses is given Aaron not out of networking but out of revelation. I pray for you in the name of Jesus. May God give you revelatory networks, revelatory connections, revelatory partnerships, revelatory friendships, revelatory disciples and disciples in the name of Jesus. Let me shock you. Moses is going to war. (laughs) Moses is going to overthrow a kingdom. Therefore, he cannot afford to have loose threads. He cannot afford to have loose contacts. He needs a man when he tells him, strike with the sword, he strikes with the sword. He needs a man when he tells him, hit the roof, he hits the roof. That man was Aaron. I told a group of two men of God whom I had gone to see somewhere, about they had an issue with their ministry, they want to close down, so they came to me for some advice. And I told them, listen, kingship does not have relatives. Kingship does not have friends. Kingship as an objective. Kingship has results. Are you hearing me? Kingship does not have friends. Kingship does not have relatives. It does not have favorites. It does not have confidence. Kingship has only an objective. And either you are in the objective or you are out. And I tell them, the problem with you two is that in your leadership are your relatives. In your leadership are your cronies and your friends. No wonder the sword cannot cut. No wonder you do not have power. I told them, go slay your friendships. Go chop off your relatives and you'll see God. Till you make God your only audience, you are going nowhere. And they were shaking. God, I know how to make people shake. God, punish the devil. Moses is going for a role, he's going for a job, he's going for an assignment. An assignment that looks like two weeks old. Little does it know it is going to be 40 years old. When God tells you, go tell Pharaoh to let my people go. How many weeks is that? Two weeks at most. Little do you know it is 40 years. And if you pick somebody who is two weeks old in terms of patience, you will lose it. Deliver us, I beg you, go get revelatory connections. Go get revelatory partnerships. Go get revelatory advisors. Or soon, a journey that they thought was two weeks turns to 40 years and you become a loser. Moses is told, go get Aaron, the Levite. In fact, I've already called him a Levite. It is God to call these people, not you. Whoever God calls, he will maintain. And whoever God does not call, you will have to maintain. I pray for you in the name of Jesus. May the sword of God begin to hire and fire on your behalf. May the sword of God begin to hire and fire on your behalf. May the sword of God begin to bring them in and bring them out. May the sword of God regulate your partnerships. When Moses arrived in Egypt... The Bible says, and God told him, go and show these signs to the elders. Call aside the elders and show them these signs. So Moses has an audience. Remember, he had an experience. He had a companion. Now when he reaches to his place of destiny, he has an audience. The audience were the elders. And I want you to listen to me carefully. Moses began by being under the fire. Then God gave him companions. Now God has given him an audience. And I want you to listen very carefully. You will be as serious to the task as your audience. A loose audience is a loose task. A serious audience is a serious task. When men do not know their audience, they have no idea who is watching them. They can be reckless. But when they know their audience, they will be straight, they will be thorough, they will be excellent. Moses is going to meet elders, he's not meeting children. Go read your Bible. Moses meets elders as his first audience. Why did he need elders? Because he was going to meet a king. And a leader can only listen to a leader. Do you know we have elders in heaven? And some of you know when you are praying, you think you are praying to your neighbor, but you are praying to a God with elders around him. And these elders sweat through every detail of those prayers you are praying. (laughs) And if it is not worth their level, those prayers may not work. But if it is worth their level, they will say, send the chariots, send the angels, send all the backup needed, because this one is scratching our leadership in a place that is convincing. Am I talking to somebody? Why are young people playing with life? Why are even old people playing with life? Because their audience is also a playful audience. When you know your audience, when you know the superior you are going to report to, you will not play around. You will act accordingly. I pray in the name of Jesus. May God open your eyes to see your audience. May God open your eyes to see your audience. And may the anointing that it takes to please that audience be granted to you in the name of Jesus. So Moses meets the elders. And he did not know Pharaoh also had what? Elders. (laughs) Moses has elders. The leaders of the Jews. Men who cry to the God of Abraham. Pharaoh also has elders. Astrologers, astronomers, his enchanters and his... Is middlemen, and the two groups met and collided. Why are people praying cheap prayers? Because they yet are to know their audience. For the first time, are you realizing that when you say, "Father, in the name of Jesus," God says, "Wait, my Matiangi, my who else is the minister?" Uh, Ruto and whoever and whoever come listen to this son of mine uh, and I summoned all these people to listen to your prayer uh, uh, uh. imagine you meeting the president Uru and any time you summon him he comes with the whole cabinet to listen to you how will you talk how will you stand You know, people have reduced the 24 elders to robots who just bow, 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 bow. But they are elders, they are officers, they are administrators, they deliberate matters in heaven. When God says, when the Bible says God is just, how can a man be just without a due process handled by a group of men who prove that truly is just? Every prayer God answers, it it is a just prayer because it has been sweated through elders. As Moses met elders in Egypt, we are meeting elders in heaven. And because of that, we are going to behave ourselves. We are going to pray like we are praying to a group of men who are not fooling around. We are going to command because these men will respond to commands worth their level, worth their caliber. I love what a prophet saw two times. In uh, 208, then 2016, I think even 2012 also, he saw the same thing. The Lord took him to heaven, and he met a council of elders. And then a young man walked in, and he walked straight, and he kept walking, till he stood before God. And he stood there for quite a while. Then the elders looked at one another, they deliberated. They said, this is the next president of the United States. Then the man walked back. So when the man was giving the prophecy that so-and-so is the next president, he saw the elders debating in a committee. 2016 again, he sees a man walking slowly straight to this group of men. And the father said, okay, guys, have your chat. And the elders deliberated. They said, on this nation this one will go and rule. And the man walked back. So the, the man of God came with a prophecy. So and so is going to rule. Because I saw the elders agreeing with the father that this one should rule. Administration is not a concept from our universities. It is a concept from heaven. And because we have been called to walk in the heaven's mindset, we will pray accordingly. We will think accordingly. We will reason accordingly. Moses did not meet some loser sitting on a throne full of of drunkenness. He met a man who had a cabinet. And because he had a cabinet, he also came with his own cabinet. To be a deliverer, number one, get the fire. To be a deliverer, number two, get a proper companion. To be a deliverer, number three, Get the elders on your side. Who are these elders? These are the men. These are the women. These are the people God has brought around you to walk in submission. These are also the men in heaven who as you pray, you know they are listening. They are watching and weighing everything you are praying about. Lest you waste your prayers. Lest you waste your power. Lest you waste your anointing. Jesus. I love him. Jesus. Jesus says, I am sending you to the whole world. Go and disciple them and teach them to obey. I was reading a man of God in a newsletter, Rick Joyner. I usually read his newsletter. He was saying, the reason why the old movements of God were, were lost and they did not achieve a lot is because men were taught just to believe but not to obey what they believed. Men were taught to believe the gospel, but not to obey the gospel. Men were taught how just to believe healing, but not to obey the healer. As a result, we had faith, but not results. 2 Corinthians chapter 10 says, Hey, verse 5 says, You will put All disobedience, you will punish all disobedience once your own obedience has been made complete. Eldership is about obedience. It is about system of government and authority. And I pray for you in the mighty name of Jesus. No longer sweat under authority, but thrive in authority. No longer just have an understanding about authority, but exercise authority. The name of Jesus. As I finish, because I have to finish, it's the time. As I finish, there is a mountain. There is a mountain called Zion. And are you aware, <laughs> for some of you are prophetic, that for every river mentioned in the Bible physically, there is a corresponding river in the spiritual realm. When you go there, you'll meet it. For every city mentioned in the Bible, there is a corresponding city. Physically, in the Bible, spiritually, there is a city. When you go to the spiritual realm, you'll be told, this one is now the spiritual Jerusalem. Oh, and this one is the spiritual Sodom and Gomorrah. And this one, it is a spiritual Egypt. Can I keep talking? So when you say upon Mount Zion, there is a Zion in Israel, but there is a Zion in the spiritual realm. There is a Sinai in the Middle East, there is a Sanai in the spiritual realm. To walk in deliverance, you need to know, how do you activate the reality of Zion? Because Zion is a place of deliverance, not a place of oppression. Zion is a place where Saviors move out and they march out And they march out It is like Zion is the commissioning parade Where we commission recruits Who are going to serve others You need to understand What Zion is Do you know who Zion is? Zion is the church In the Old Testament They had a physical Zion In the New Testament We have a spiritual Zion Which is the church and I pray that this church will not just be full of people who need deliverance, but people who give deliverance. It will be full of people who don't need, do not just need salvation. They go and they save. They are agents sent from the throne of God to go and deliver. Thank you, Holy Spirit. But remember, Zion is a mountain. But our mission is to go down there. I repeat, Zion is a mountain up here. But our mission is to go there, down. And when we realize that we are from above, we are not from below, we will not sweat what they sweat. We will not cry what they cry. We will not be confused with what confuses them. We will not be stranded with what strands them down. It is possible to go to a sick ward and pray for the sick, then you come back to your place of health. It is possible to go and rebuke sin and come back to your place of holiness. It is possible to function from Zion. It is possible to function from Zion. It is possible to go believe with the poor and tell them, the Lord shall make you rich, then you come back to the place of faith, believing for your own prosperity. Function from above. Don't function from below. And the best way to function from above is through your talk. You make sure your talk is an exalted talk. It is a talk above the common ground. It is a talk above the common masses. When they are saying there is an oppression in the economy, you talk a different language. When they say there is an oppression among women or among men, you talk a different language. The Bible says Joshua and Caleb shall enter because they are of a different spirit. But how did they manifest their difference of spirit through their speech? How shall we be deliverers? By speaking a language of deliverance. How shall we be saviors? By speaking a language of salvation. Moses goes and he used language And he said, Pharaoh, and he kept speaking, and he kept speaking, and he kept speaking. I pray don't stop speaking. Don't stop saying it. Don't stop saying it and speaking it and confessing it. Faith is in our hearts, but for it to be manifested, it has to come through our mouths. The Bible says if you believe in your heart and then say with your mouth, you will be saved. So faith is activated when we speak. And I pray in the name of Jesus, may we begin to activate faith. May we begin to activate faith in the mighty name of Jesus. Just take time, we activate faith right now The faith for deliverance The faith for salvation The faith for turnarounds The faith for financial breakthrough We activate the faith right now In the mighty name of Jesus We are no longer going to be stranded in the valley We are men of Mount Zion We are coming from above We are coming from above We are not from below We are not of below In the name of Jesus And every day Moses met Pharaoh, there was a discouragement, there was a setback, there was a stubbornness. But that did not mean God had not sent him. One of the things I hope you have seen when we are doing deliverance here, we keep pushing and pushing the same stupid devil. And we keep pushing and pushing and pushing. And sometimes they get wild and wild and wild. The more we keep going, the more they also keep going out. I pray in the mighty name of Jesus, may you have a holy stubbornness. May you have a holy persistence. May you have a holy perseverance. May you have a holy turnaround. May you have a holy opening of doors and pushing of doors. May you never give up. The difference between those who make it and those who do not is the finishing line, not the starting point, the finishing line. And I beg you, some of you like Mike, I beg you, you began coming, keep coming. You have begun opening that door in the morning, keep opening it. You have begun staying in late, keep staying late. You have begun coming early, keep coming early. And as you keep going, you never know, it may be the tenth time Pharaoh is going down. And the good thing with Pharaoh going down, he never rises up again. The good thing with Egypt ending, it never restarts again. The good thing with the water flowing, it never stops going and going and going. But you have to reach the finishing line. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Deliverers must have the fire as their starting point. Deliverers must have companions who are of God. Allow me to rub it a bit. You remember the story when I was telling you how I went boasting to a man of God about connections I had in high places and he rebuked me. He told me, shut up! And he called me some funny name. And he told me, do not boast of great men. Boast of kingdom men. Do not boast of great men. Boast of kingdom men. Men, the more you are telling them to quit, the more they are renewing their fire. Men, the more you are putting them in prison, the more they are writing First Corinthians and 2 Corinthians. Men who op- operate in the opposite psychology. I pray for kingdom men in your life. I pray for kingdom women in your life. I pray for kingdom spouses in your life. I pray for kingdom children in your family. I pray for kingdom operators in the place of your place of work. I pray for kingdom men and women in the name of Jesus. The more they are pushing Paul to stop, the more he keeps refiring. And the more he keeps refiring. The more you push kingdom men to to die, the more they resurrect. Because the power in them defies death. It is the power of resurrection. I pray in the mighty name of Jesus. May resurrection power enter your spouse. May the resurrection power enter your children. May resurrection power enter your neighbors. May resurrection power enter into your financial realm. May the resurrection power function on your behalf. So there is fire which started off Moses. Then they are proper companions. Aaron never gave up. There are moments he fluttered. There are moments he faltered. There are moments he stumbled. But he never gave up. I pray in the name of Jesus. May God send you away. Men who never give up. Men who never give up. Spouses who never give up. Children who never give up. I remove quitters from you. And I release perseverance in the name of Jesus. I remove quitters. And even you who need quitters. Don't be a quitter. Because I remind you again. The difference between success and failure is the finishing line. Jesus says this way, Those who shall persevere to the end shall be saved. Third thing deliverers must have is an audience that will put sanity into them. An audience that will put sanity into them. Every time I remember That I'm going to meet these elders in heaven. I'm going to meet these conquerors in heaven. I wake up. I sober up. Every time I remember. That even as I preach. The elders are watching. Ah, funny thing. Even now there's I think two elders right now looking at me. And you think they are going to be high-fiving me? They are analyzing me. Putting this boy in his place. Checking my jokes if it is worth this pulpit. And it keeps me sober. Suppose I was not aware there are elders. Boy, I'll just climb on these chairs. <laughs> <And> <laughs> Why are people walking as losers? They have no idea about the audience. And I pray for your children that they will not fear elders. They will relish the elders. They will honor the elders. They will live to please these elders. Somebody pray briefly in tongues. Riba Bobo Shaka Rabba. Rebe Romeka rababa baziko bozhante. Eka babazika. Neshekoruro bobo bozaya. Rematia bazoko bobo shanta orida namaziko maziko bobozaya. We take authority of rebellion. We crush rebellion right now. We forbid rebellion in our houses. We forbid rebellion in our city. We forbid rebellion in our government. We forbid rebellion in our generation. In the mighty name of Jesus, we are those who are going to disciple our generations. We are those who are going to disciple our families. We are those who are going to disciple our compatriots. We are disciples. Because we'll do our mission. Those who are misbehaving will behave because we will do our mission. Those who are mocking God will not mock because we are doing our mission. Those who are opposing God will now cooperate with God because we are walking we are in our mission. Those who need salvation will now be saved. Mount Zion is asking today, I have been given a mandate to deliver, but where are the deliverers? Mount Zion is asking today, I have been given a mandate to send saviors. But where are the recruits? Where are those who are ready to be saviors? Where are those who are ready to be deliverers? I pray in the mighty name of Jesus. May the cry for salvation enter into you and in your children. May the cry to deliver enter into you and in your children. My my brother, my sister, quit the addictions, quit the oppression, quit the compromise, and begin to walk in deliverance. Begin to walk in salvation. Begin to walk in power. Begin to walk in the demonstration of authority. Begin to disciple. Instead of waiting to be discipled, I have to stop there. But this is the deal, my dear people. They cried. Moses did not cry. Moses acted. They bowed low. Moses did not bow low. Moses struck with his sword, with his stick, with his rod. I pray for you in the name of Jesus. May the heart of a deliverer be your heart from today. May the heart of a savior be your heart today. May the heart of the man who turns things around be your heart today. May the heart of the one who heals be your heart today. May the heart of the one who restores be your heart today. May the heart of the one who lives be your heart today. Because saviors must come out of Mount Zion. I pray no one will take your place of salvation. No one will take your place of deliverance. You are among the number Jesus died to use. May you be that solution. May you be that transformer. May you be that change. Finally, they leave Egypt. The Bible talks about 600,000 men besides women and children. And after Exodus, we have Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, then Numbers. So Numbers is a spiritual book because it is not a record of those who left Egypt. Mm -mm. It is a record of those who entered Canaan. Many will leave, few will enter. And I was telling uh, Sister Gweski Mani today about the seven forms of the church. And I was telling her one of the forms of the church is that the church is a river. It starts from the stream with a massive force. But there are places it dries up. Because people keep coming and they keep drying up along the way. But the church will keep moving. Once in a while it looks dry like we are going to shut it. The next moment it comes alive. So six million people leave Egypt only to enter Canaan. Not even the leader entered Canaan. Paul says, I am careful lest, after boxing and after fighting and after serving. I myself be disqualified. I remove every disqualifying habit in your life in the name of Jesus. I remove every disqualifying character in your life in the name of Jesus. I remove every disqualifying agenda in your life in the name of Jesus. I remove every disqualifying attitude in your life in the name of Jesus. And Joshua and Caleb entered. Because they were of a different spirit. Remember, it began with the spirit. It must end with the spirit. Rabba by Ashanta. It began with the spirit. It must end with the Spirit. It didn't begin with a committee. It began with the Spirit. It didn't begin with an idea. It began with the Spirit. And whatever does not honor the Spirit, kick it out, kick it out, lest you become among the six million. Whatever does not end with the Spirit and continue with the Spirit, kick it out. Because Canaan has one place, and one place alone, for those Of the spirit. Deliverance will be about the spirit. It will be about the fire. It began with the fire. It must continue with the fire. So Joshua enters Jericho. And he has no time for a long speech. He has no time for marriage. He has no time for children. He has time for the sword and the fire. And many are missing it because of non-essentials. Many are missing it because of non-essentials. You began in the Spirit. Continue in the Spirit. Forget about the loser next to you. Continue in the Spirit. Forget about the loser. I'm sorry, but God, I'm just doing the will of God. Forget about the loser next to you. Continue in the Spirit. The world must be discipled. The world must be set free. The world must be delivered. And whoever cannot handle that... It's not worth your time. We lost it when we began to do politics. What is politics? Politics is pro-people, but ministry is pro-souls. So God is looking at six million people and then feeling only two souls. Because politics is for people. No wonder we call it people Power. And we have a parliament for them. But souls have a church. And I pray in the name of Jesus. May God capture all your children. And bring them to the church. May God capture your generation. And bring them to the church. May he remove them from the places of popularity. And bring them to the place of influence. And a place of eternity. In the name of Jesus. May God capture your children. And drag them out of popularity. Drag them out of politics. And bring them to salvation. Politics is for the people. No wonder we build parliaments and we give it to the people. But church, Zion. Zion has no place for politics. Zion does not care whether they started six million. Zion will only ask, who made it to the end? And Joshua and Caleb, because of a different spirit, made it to the end. I pray, may God give you a different spirit. From those losers you call your neighbors. May God give you a different spirit. From those losers you call your friends. May God give you a different spirit. A spirit that will make it to Canaan. Long after the bones of losers are rotten. In the name of Jesus. Stand up on your feet. We decree you are beginning to be deliver us. You are beginning to be saviors. Somebody begin to pray. You are beginning to be deliverers. You are beginning to be saviors. You are beginning to be those who turn situations around. Those who turn finances around. Those who turn circumstances around. We move you from the place of needing to be saved, to the place of saving those who are lost. We move you from the place of needing to be delivered, to being the deliverer. We move you from the place of seeking, oh, God, help me, help me, to be the man who shall be the helper to those who need help. We move you from the place of Egypt to the place of Canaan. We move you from the place of suffering to the place of abundance. We move you from the thinking of a slave to the thinking of a conqueror. We move you from the place of being a commoner to being a principality and a king in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray today may there be obedience in your spirit. I pray today may there be salvation in your life. I pray today may there the power that raised Jesus, begin to raise you to new heights. I pray today, when it is all said and done, may you be found to be of a different spirit. May you be found to be of a different spirit. A a wilderness-defying spirit. A wilderness-defeating spirit. A wilderness-overcoming spirit. A wilderness-conquering spirit. May God give you the fire to finish when the real man are finishing. This we decree in Jesus' name.